trying to get in in uh, in character. I feel like I don't ever. I'm lo I'm more low key on this recording than I want to be. Really? So a god of mischief? Uh, you know your jokes, while not appreciated, are also not funny, in my opinion. Um, I know, but I'm keeping yeah. that in the podcast. So. Uh, when I was so I, this Halloween, uh, I was gonna dress up as I'm gonna dress up as Hagrid, but like when I was checking out at the thrift store, they had a giant like Thor's hammer like behind in a display case, and I was just like, is it too late to not be Hagrid and just buy that Thor's hammer? Well, what about being Hagrid with Thor's hammer? Like, I think he would be worthy to wield the power oh, of Thor, don't de you? Definitely, definitely. Uh, so, if you're just tuning in, because I always like to think that every episode is somebody's first episode, uh, we are those muckrakers. What episode are we on, Pat? 39. Episode 39. So, I'm Pete. Clearly, that and is I'm... Pat. <laughs> and took I'm you, Pat. Took your thunder away. Uh, yeah, we're those muckrakers. Uh, we are um, unofficial, poorly researched uh, journalists who are bringing you the latest news in a way that hopefully you can digest or not. I don't know. I just I had to do something. This political climate is upsetting. This uh, yes, some people are more upset about it than others, and some of them are so upset that they drive around in stupid vans with decals all over the doors and uh, mail bombs to people. Uh, yeah, so if you've been, if you've been anywhere near the news, uh, a, a, uh, somebody had mailed, Last I believe week. it was 12 yeah, even different... If, even if you're a right-wing nutjob, you've seen this this week, because even Fox News was covering it, for yeah. some reason. Like, uh, someone who is clearly targeting everyone that Trump has ever, you know, spoken ill of. Yeah, that was a weird thing. So it was, bomb. there were 12 bombs total that were sent, am I correct in that? Uh... I think there were two, I think there was two more sent this morning, but we'll go with twelve. I know that twelve of them were sent out. At uh, least that 12, many. twelve bombs sent. One was sent to Hillary Clinton. One was sent to the Obamas. One was sent to George Soros. One was sent to Maxine Waters. Who? Uh, yeah, Robert, like, Robert De Niro. Somebody sent one to Robert De Niro's restaurant. Because uh, one time Robert De Niro said something bad about Trump at like a film awards, and so Trump like ranted about him on Twitter for a while, and so this guy was really just like carefully pruning over all of Trump's enemy list, enemies yeah. list, and this is just one more name that he found. Well, you know the problem with the with the and, uh, with the two you know... were actually sent to Maxine Waters in the D.C. area and L.A. Oh, I, I got to talk about Maxine Waters in a minute. Remind me. Uh, so, uh, you Eric know, Holder, John Brennan, um, now, oh, Jake or James Clapper, Cory Booker, um, it was, CNN it was headquarters. It was all people that clearly don't open their own mail. That's the dumb thing about it. Like, if, yeah, if, yeah. If, like if, not, not a single person on this list opens their own mail. Someone else is checking it and found, oh shit, it's a bomb. I need yeah. to get paid more. The best thing you're going to do is probably kill a postman who's two days from retirement. Damn. That was two days from retirement. Yeah, that was the worst part. Like, if you remember the anthrax scares, it killed a bunch of postmen. The people who arguably have one of the hardest and soon-to-be-phased-out jobs in the nation. Yeah, and I mean, this is a story that's developed all week long. So, like, my earliest notes for uh, this episode in my uh, production notes is um, just mentioning George Soros was sent a bomb this week. And um, Alexandra... Alexandria Cortez, a um, Senate candidate from New York, had a, a great line to say about that, which is, when the right increasingly mischaracterizes nonviolent civil disobedience as violence, they provoke actual targeted attempts to harm others. Yeah. After relentless GOP conspiracy theorizing, someone attempted to bomb a man who survived Nazi occupation today. Yeah, here's the thing, man. If the Nazis couldn't kill George Soros, your poorly made pipe bomb in the mail is not going to get George Soros. George Soros has lived because he's a crafty dude. Uh, and just like in the book 1982, truth is not truth, right? Like, that's actually a line <laughs> Was, did you mean that to make that joke? Giuliani said. Did you mean? Did did, I? Yeah, you just made a really great joke. You said in the novel 1982, it's actually 1984, but 2 plus 2 is, <laughs> two plus two is 5, according to George Orwell, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's intentional. Then that was a joke. <laughs> um, but so... R Rudy Giuliani, uh, you know, actually said truth is not truth. But then we get into uh, all the conspiracy theorists, and some of them well... say that people who survived the Nazis were not themselves Nazis. The conspiracy theorists out there, the anti, the real anti-Semites out there, say that George Soros was the one who was a Nazi, and it's like, yeah. what? no, he's a 
he was Jewish in Nazi Germany. He was a child back then. He was not conspiring with anyone. Um, my favorite was, uh, so as this was going on, I was driving home when I was listening to uh, Jeff Sessions make his speech, which, by the way, I was impressed with Jeff Sessions because, um, look, I have a, I'm not going to lie, he, uh, Jeff Sessions is a monster. Uh, yes. he's a ter- keep in mind, keep in mind, we still hate this monster, but he's a terrible person. But I have a soft spot in my heart for Jeff Sessions because my conspiracy theory on Jeff Sessions is he was a prominent politician in like like eighteen like eighteen thirty or like nineteen hundred. You know, when like your platform could be like immigrants, fuck them, right? And like people would vote for you because that's how people thought. He somehow fell into some kind of time warp, had a Freaky Friday accident, and he wakes up one day to like the, uh, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. Where am I? And now he's... myself? Yeah. How did I get here? Exactly. And as days go by, and the water runs... Exactly. He, uh, he wakes up in 2018 as the Attorney General, and it's all like, oh no, the world has changed. Can Jeff Sessions keep up? So he would be an amazing Attorney General in the 1800s when like uh, racial hatred was like mainstream. Uh, and I think in 18, 1812, he would have flourished. He'd have been yeah. like, well, now it seems like you broke Mr. Harmon's good brick when he hit you in the head with it. I You're think... going to have to pay him reparations, sir. <laughs> I think that Jeff Sessions is doing the best he can for a small racist little elf. Um, and I was listening <laughs> now, to the if you'll speech. Excuse me. I have to get back to baking cookies. Because you listen oh, to yeah, the continue. speech, you listen to the speech he gave, and he's just like, because I thought he was going to immediately be like, uh, I thought he was going to go on the rant where he's like, if you are sending bombs and you are brown, you will be detained. Because his whole thing is yeah. about being detained. But like he just yeah. he he gave a standard like, uh, you know, extra extra judicial or uh, what do you call it? Um, political violence is not tolerated. We're a law and yeah. order country. You cannot undermine democracy by blowing up your opponents. Well, and I was like, okay, he, he all said, right. He said we're a law and order administration, and that got me to crack up laughing. It's like, what? This one? No, not this one. Well, I... Trump spends all, every waking moment undermining the entire legal process yeah. by questioning the FBI's legitimacy. But Jeff Jeff Sessions, the racist little elf that he is, I think is just trying to do the best job that yeah, a little yeah, racist I mean... a little racist elf. You know, he kind of looks like yeah, Dobby from Harry trying, Potter. Kinda. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> hope somebody will. Yeah, I, I kind of hope that give Trump will give yeah will give him a sock and let him be free because he's just like he just has to do whatever Trump <laughs> says. He's an he's a racist little Dobby. Here you go, Jeff Sessions, an empty bucket of KFC. Oh, I can use this as a hat. I'm free. <laughs> oh no, it's too big. It's a boat. I'm being washed away. And then he just disappears. Um, <laughs> so I flip from Sessions to I go. I got to hear what Hannity's saying, right? Sean Hannity, old lumpy Sean Hannity. Um, and I was also impressed with Sean Hannity um, for about two minutes. Um, for like two minutes, he's going on about like how, you know, this is not right. We don't condone this. Da, 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 da. Yeah, what you should say when a crazy person mails bombs to people. But then he was just like, yeah, I can't. Okay, look. All right. I've been saying, you know what? We're not like the Democrats when this happens. Ah, like he just... Like it's like Sean. Yeah, they're they're yeah. not like the Democrats because the Democrats don't promote violence like this. They don't inflame, or they don't have inflammatory rhetoric like Trump does. And he goes, continue. you know what? And all I can say is, you Cindy know, Max, rhetoric. That's Maxine Waters. For. You know, maybe if you weren't getting in people's faces, this wouldn't happen. And I go, man, it was crazy to watch him Jekyll and Hyde for like two minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's it's, it's the, but it's the opposite. He's always Mr. Hyde, but occasionally he just goes and like turns into like a nice guy for like two minutes, and then like his Jekyll. evil side is fighting inside his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh my God! Yeah. And Trump tried, kind of, sort of, disingenuously to be nice, but he made fun of himself for being nice while he was being nice at like a rally. He's like, and you see how I'm not even going off tonight, right? I'm being very nice and being very calm. But whenever Trump called for unity, it was clearly scripted, and also we know what he's talking about whenever he says unity. He yeah. never means unity of all the American people, because he's never inclusive. I feel like else, if, I feel like if he was if he was smarter, he would have made a whole bunch of like, listen, okay, look, I'm not gonna explode at people, all right? I'm not gonna <laughs> drop bombs on people, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow up, wink, wink, 
Like, if he was smarter, I feel like he would have been making bomb puns. Because I, I don't even know why people are like, I can't believe Trump did this or that. You, He, he is super excited yeah. that, like, he has enough power that he can be like, listen, I'm not saying that you should send a bomb to Maxine Waters. But if I'm it, just saying, could, could somebody here do something about that meddlesome priest? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the metals, the meddlesome priest we brought up before was great. It was John Beckett and King. Which king was it? It was an English king. Uh, Henry VIII. Henry, I don't know. Uh, not Henry VIII. Anyway, there was an English king <laughs> whose name I can't remember. And there was a priest, I believe, whose name was uh, John Beckett. Uh, and they disagreed a lot, but they had been friends since they were kids. And they would, you know, they would argue and whatnot. And they had different political views. Uh, and one day, uh, the king was like, ah, I'm gonna take care of that meddlesome priest. And, uh, true to form, uh, uh, one of, one of the soldiers went to fetch him or whatever, and then just, like, stabbed him to death, and the king was like, what? Wait, what? I just said, take care of that meddlesome priest. God damn it. Yeah, whenever you're the most powerful person in the nation, people tend to listen to you and actually do what you say. Well, the problem They're, is what, what happens... Trump can't just keep hammering what, what the people like, with, uh, these are the enemies of the state, these are your enemies, yeah. these... He can't keep saying that and then not expect people to follow through with the next logical step. If you believe Trump, if you believe him at his word, then these are your enemies, these are people that want to take Trump for, from you, these are... Yeah. These are people you should hate, and what do you do to people you hate? You kill them. That's incendiary well, rhetoric. So, so Sean That's Hannity, Trump has been Sean Hannity, I swear to God, my favorite Sean Hannity quote so far is he's like, words don't kill people, and I just wanted to be like, ready, set, fire! <laughs> Right? Yeah, those words kill people. Yeah, that's a point. So when you say crazy things and you encourage violence, yeah, most of us aren't going to go out and like make pipe bombs, right? But the people, right. but the but the people that hear the president talking to them from their fillings and their teeth, uh, those people tend to go, well, you know what? Um, I hear Donald Trump every night, and he speaks to me from my oatmeal, and he tells me, he tells me to kill. It'll be okay. And those are the people that go out and, like, mail out bombs and, like, shoot up. There was another, by the way, while we were getting ready to start this podcast, there was a shooting at a synagogue today, too. So, um, we're just on a roll. Yeah. We're uh, filming on um, Saturday instead of Friday, so we have a little bit of extra news than uh, we usually do. Yeah. But one day more. I love um, that Maxine Waters, that, that sassy old Maxine Waters is the problem, right? Like, I love her. I want her and Ruth Bader Ginsburg to live forever. I, like like I was saying with um, what Cortez was saying, that they Which, keep mischaracterizing nonviolent protests and people exercising their civic duty to question the government as being violent. They keep yeah. saying, you know, the the anti-fascists are the fascists. They keep saying the uh, the anti-Nazi or the the anti-Nazis are the Nazis and so on. Yeah. They keep trying to misrepresent reality, gaslighting their followers. Yeah, my into, the first into questioning I, their own sanity the, until the, they actually find a nut job, and then they give the goes. This guy's clearly a nut job, right? Like the guy, what what's his name again? The um, uh, hold on, let me run back to my notes. It's uh, C Caesar Sayek. Yeah, Caesar Sayek is um, he's he's a Florida man, so clearly a criminal. But his particular criminality is uh, has gotten him arrested eight times in his life. Yeah. And he's 56 years old. He still lives at home. What's uh, really, but... what's really weird is he kind of looks like a Native American Jeff Sessions. <laughs> I mean, maybe if Jeff Sessions put on a hundred pounds or 500. He's pretty muscular. He's a he's a muscular guy. Jeff uh, Sessions? I don't know. No, not Jeff Sessions. I'm talking about Caesar <laughs> I, Sayak. I uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, oh my god. Like, I, I don't know how any of the bombs didn't go off. Uh, well, they didn't go off because Trump supporters are, say it with me now, not oh our god, best and nice. brightest folks. They've got lots of problems. I'm not going to say it because was, there are a lot of that, Trump that, supporters that are bright. They've been hoodwinked. Uh, so I know, before there we are, found out but... that Sayek, <laughs> Before we found out that Sayek sent them, I saw a quote from uh, uh, one of my relatives that said, like, all oh, these Dems are sending fake bombs to themselves, and there's a, a migrant train heading to the border right before midterms? Come on. This is clearly a conspiracy. And I'm like, I, it took everything in the world for me not to just post a response going, you're a garbage person, and you deserve every horrible thing that's going to happen to you. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. They, of course, it's a cons the conspiracy is what this person believes, and they can't seem to understand that. That is a conspiracy theory that is the freaking... 
God, the, the caravan is something else that Trump's been talking about a lot this week, and there's nothing to the caravan, okay? That's just well, Fox News fear-mongering, no basis in reality. There. If we go back to it, the reason that they're leaving their country is because we've kind of backed these regimes they're, in South and Central America that are uh, they're not, they're horrible. Not storming, they're not storming America's borders, though. I mean, they're yeah. fleeing their country and going up north, but they seem to have settled in Mexican si- Mexico City right now. Yeah. Like, they're, they were just trying to get away from their place. They're not coming to the U.S.-Mexican border. Order. Yeah, I think that anybody that lives in a country where the United States backed a brutal regime should get to come here, get automatic citizenship, be given a house. We should. Just, that should absolutely happen. But look at how we treated the Syrian refugees. We turned them away at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Bring us your tired, um, your poor, your huddled masses. Ah, just kidding. Get the fuck out. We need to dismantle that thing. And that, 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 needs, that, that needs to go away. And turning the Syrian refugees away at the border happened under Obama because... The, the deplorables have had power for a long time now, since 2010, mind you. Since 2010, they have had a choking, a chokehold over the House of Representatives and the Senate. And that's finally going to change in just not too much longer. We have like this and one more podcast, and then the one after that should hopefully be after we've confirmed that either the House has finally gone back blue or democracy is officially dead and the Russians can hack our elections I'm gonna find some till the end of time. I'm gonna find some music um, for us. I'm gonna find some his, some some heroic music to play if the house flips and if it doesn't I'm gonna just find some real sad just like well it's been a good run. Uh, what's the uh, Russian national anthem? It's probably also a very sad song. Oh, so that Putin, would be apropos. Putin, Putin changed it back to the original Soviet anthem. Um, Wonderful. I don't, I don't know what it's called, and I don't know any of the words, but I know it goes like a lot of Russian music, and it sounds a lot like. It's, it's, yeah, it's terrible. It's the worst what's thing that, ever. What's that one um, cartoon with uh, the elephant in the green vest? I have no idea. Are you just making up cartoons now? No, no, but that elephant has a, a theme song that sounds a lot like that. <laughs> um, yeah, the Russian national anthem is terrible. Uh, it's a, the national anthem is pretty awful. Um, yeah, it sounds like a bunch of drunk guys singing in a pub. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like us at New Year's. Ugh. All right, that's true. So... I forgot that we ruined a bunch of people's New Year's for them that one time. That was amazing. I, I, I like that night. All right, so, um, God, we have a lot more going on this week, too. Uh, did you hear about all the riots in California? No, there were riots in California, or are you just Fox Newsing me? No, there were no riots at all in California, but Trump is telling people that they are constantly. He's painting it as a hellscape of people furious at liberal policies, and so they riot constantly and tear the town apart, or the whole state apart. I heard a story, no, and i got to track it zero, down. Zero truth to that whatsoever, but he's telling them that, so a lot of people believe that. I don't encourage violence, but here's what I encourage, um, because i I, I got to find out where this came from. It's going around the internet. There was a story from, like, our forefathers' time, I guess the 17 or 1800s, when a town really didn't like their mayor. So the entire town went to his house, and with their bare hands, they pulled his house apart piece by piece and threw it all into a river. I had the... Uh, I was drinking, and you nearly made me uh, spit everywhere. I'm glad I had the mic muted. <laughs> I, I that's am like... Amazing. That's amazing! They just threw his fucking house into a river? Yeah, after they pulled it apart piece by piece. Now look... I'm not, that is so good. I'm not saying that we should do anything, like, violent to people, but I'm just saying, like, if we happen to go to, like, Ted Cruz's house, and we happen to go to, like, Mitch McConnell's house, and we pulled his house apart piece by piece and threw it into a fucking lake, that would be okay. Ted Cruz used to be, like, the government bad boy, because you're never supposed to introduce legislation on your first year in the Senate, right? And he did. Like, he broke all the rules. Nowadays, though, he's lost all of his street cred. He's just the court eunuch at this point. Yeah, I since love he, how... Uh, since he shilled for Trump. I love After how... Trump said that his father assassinated JFK. <laughs> and he, he called his wife ugly, and Ted Cruz C- was just like... His... Huh? Yeah, he called Lion Cruz's uh, wife ugly and all that. Oh, and now guess who uh, Ted Cruz had to call out to uh, Texas to help him win his campaign? Yeah, he had to call Trump out. Like he just yeah. Sad. Like I'm just like, man, how are you that just like just neutered that like this guy insulted your wife and you're like, uh, hey, I need you to come out here and stump for me. Yeah. So it's what's amazing about. Trump campaigning this um, this season is that he's just making fucking shit up left, right, and center because he found out he doesn't need 
a, a basis in realism to say things anymore. He can just say shit and people believe it. So that's what he's been doing. Well, he's like, did you hear about the 10% middle class tax cuts that we're going to get before November, Peter? Before November, we're going to have a 10% reduced taxes. He said that, and he's been pushing it all week. It's fucking bullshit. It's impossible. Uh, Congress isn't even in session right now. No legislation's been introduced. There's no plans to do it afterwards. He's just saying it. Yeah, he's, he's taking... He's just saying it. Yeah, he's taking us this far. So, like, I, I don't even... I'm more angry that people are surprised. I'm mad that you're surprised at anything he does. I'm like, he's a crazy person who doesn't have to be fact-checked. He's so far beyond the pale. He can say anything and people believe him, because that's where we're at now. Yeah. Now, speaking of riots in California and 10% tax cuts, did you hear about the researchers in Antarctica are now about to invade America? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I was hoping that'd be your um, response. Um, researchers from Antarctica are now marching north on foot through all of South America, Central America, and are now in Mexico City with the intention of doing very bad things once they reach America. Some of, uh, some of them are very, very bad ones, and others, I hear, aren't so bad. Wait, uh, anyway, I'm sorry, every... wait, wait, wait. Like, the ten people that are at the research station in Antarctica. Yes, now, now, everything I just told you is completely factual, dot, dot, dot. From According to the current sitting president of the United States of America, who said that the caravan coming up through Mexico had, um, had, had their members intercepted by the FBI, who found people in it that are from South America and even further south than that. And who are the people even further than South America? Those, those ten Antarctic researchers. Like... So they're about to invade America, Peter. These people who are very I mean... likely American citizens are coming to invade us. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm so, I'm like, I'm, I'm just confused as to like, oh my God, like why anybody, because I thought that the way you're telling me this, I thought you said that he's literally said that like scientists from like were being invaded by scientists. By the way, a lot of those people are American. <laughs> so wouldn't they just fly back here? Why would they walk? Because Trump said they're with the caravan. The FBI have, has intercepted them and they're with the caravan as well as members of MS-12 or whatever that is. MS-17? MS-13. MS-13 and um, ISIS. Apparently ISIS is with the caravan. He did say that, and they found members of ISIS. Some of so them it's really bad. So, okay. it's, so it's a whole like rainbow coalition of like terrorists. Yes, yes. According to Trump, that's exactly what's going on. And he's people like believe a, him. People still like, believe this guy. He's like the guy from, uh, what was it, A Christmas Carol, where he's like, and I had a dream, and you were there, and you were there too, and you were there. Yeah. It's like, Except fucking, he's like, oh my god. Oh my god, I had a dream, and ISIS was there, and MS-13 <laughs> was there, and some of them I assume were good people, and Hitler was there, and um, man, well, I want to see how far he's going to go. Like, I can't wait to be like, the secret Nazis in Argentina are marching towards our borders with the caravan. Hitler, yes, I... that other guy that was with Hitler, some of the top Nazi people, some I assure are good people, they're coming in a caravan. They've been hiding in Argentina. Yeah, but, but we're not... Now, every week I'm not going to cover Trump's lies because he lies like people breathe, right? But yeah. this week has just been particularly astonishing. Um, did you Why? hear about the uh, the tariff news? Did you know that we actually didn't in, uh, put down any tariffs, according to Trump? No, I want to read to you something that's going to sound like it's right out of a fever dream, okay? Wait, I'm really confused. Wait, he put out he put out tariffs and then said we didn't? Uh, as the... Hold on, here's what I wrote down. Um, as the economy begins its descent into the toilet, starting with erasing all stock market gains since oh, the Oh, that was my scam. favorite. The talk, the, all the stock market gains are gone, baby. Gone. It dropped. Yeah. They're done. We got a temporary spike, and like we said before, it's like a Kmart going on a business sale. Uh, now we're waiting to close the store. Right. And economists believe that the tariffs are what's um, driving the economy downward the fastest. So when asked about this, do you know what Trump said? Uh, no, we're not. We don't have any tariffs. Yeah, why wouldn't he? And this is... Let me read to you his entire statement, because this is fucking insane. We don't have any we don't have any tariffs. I mean, other than the tariffs on steel, which is actually small. What do we have? I don't put tariffs. Where do we have tariffs? We don't have tariffs anywhere. We don't have tariffs. Ooh, Where do we have tariffs? That's I'm smart. talking tariffs. I'll use tariffs. I mean it. There's no tariffs. That's real smart because if you yelled at me and you were like, "Where are the tariffs? Show me. Show me. Show me right now. Show me what a tariff looks like." 
I can't because it's a concept. That's real smart. That's a that's a fucking that's a that's a that's a bold move. Like like that's gonna be like, eh, you know what? Show me the economy. What does an economy look like? Prove it. I don't see an economy. Do you see an economy anywhere? Like, that's great because, like, you can just be like, yeah, I don't, yeah, because that's not a thing <laughs> that you can physically touch. Man, that's good. Like, I rarely compliment him, but like. <laughs> All right, you know what? Little little tip of the cap for that one, because like that's just that's a toddler thing, like, and you can't argue with toddler logic. Uh, I mean, it sounds to me like he's having a stroke, but yeah, it is just toddler logic. Speaking of people that um, hear Trump, did you know that uh, China and Russia is spying in on all of his conversations? Of course, I'm I'm surprised. Like, I'm surprised they have to spy. Um, additionally, yeah, he's been using an unsecured iPhone, and then he tweeted from his iPhone, like, that's a lie, okay? I like hard lines. I'm a hard line guy. I don't use yeah, an iPhone. Tw- and it said tweeted from iPhone. Yeah, yeah, uh, tw- Twitter for iPhones. Like, it was in the tag of the tweet. This came from an iPhone right after, in the tweet, where he's like, there's so many lies coming out of the failing New York Times, which I don't have time to sit down and debunk right now, but trust me when I say it's all lies. I don't use the iPhone. Okay, sad. Yeah. Twitter for iPhones. It's like, yeah. you lying sack of shit, and there's the proof that it's, god damn it. Prove to me that it says that. Pro- prove to me that that's what those letters mean, okay? That's not what it says. Sad. Jobs. You know what? Yeah, you know what? I want you to show show me what, show me, show me what an iPhone looks like. Huh? I don't see an iPhone. Well, this is an iPhone right here. Lies. Jobs. <laughs> Mega. So, so, did you hear that uh, transgendered people are going to be erased? That's all right. So that's what's weird to me is like, why does the government feel the need? Whether you are a person who supports like human rights and the rights of like people to be whatever like uh, you know uh, gender fluidity they want, whether you're one of those people or not, it's not the government's job to regulate, to define gender and to regulate marriage and um, what do you call it? Uh, like any of like the social like issues. You know what I mean? Like it's not the government's job. You're you're supposed to be about law and order, like not defining gender and all the other nonsense. Like when uh, the the fight was happening, where like you know uh, we were trying to get marriage equality, and people were fighting against it. I heard so many people go, you know what the Constitution says that that marriage is between a man and one woman, okay, one man, one woman. And I'm like, there's nothing in there about the in the Constitution defining marriage at all in the whole thing. You can read it. They also tried to use the Bible, but the Bible has like. Well, who are the pillars of um, who you should aspire to be in the Bible? Like King Solomon, King David, and they both had like 300 and 600 wives. Hmm. Yeah, David David was a horn dog, man. Uh, apparently okay, God, sad. God punished him because he saw a naked lady taking a bath on her roof, and he's like, ooh-wee, I've got to get up in them guts. And uh, <laughs> like, God, yeah, basically, I guess her husband was a soldier, and he was like, okay, army, here's what I want you to do. When you go to battle, you see this guy, Steve? Yeah. Put okay. him in the front lines. I want you to, like, send him in and then, like, act like you're going to go, like you're going to move with him. So he starts moving, and then you just stop, <laughs> and you let him get killed. And then Like a Leroy Jenkins, but the rest of the group doesn't run in to save him. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. Him up. And then he's like, yeah, you see Leroy right there? Leroy Jenkins? Yeah, yeah, let him run in. And then uh, when that guy got killed, he was like, hey, Bathsheba, it's a shame. Can I console you with my kingly penis? And apparently that made God angry. Because uh, the 301st wife was where uh, God drew the line. Well, what I did not, what I don't, okay, what I don't get about the the, the the Old Testament and the whole marriage and and lust and all that thing was uh, the story of was it God was it Jacob who was in in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and like uh, angels came to his house and then a bunch of like really aggressive dudes came to his house and they're like hey we saw those fine looking angels in there and we really want to fuck them and uh, he was like no it was Lot. And Lot was like, why don't you take my daughters? They're virgins. You can fuck them. And they go, no, we want to fuck angels. And God was cool with that, like Lot offering his daughters. Yeah, yeah. It was whenever they wanted the angels. That's what he wants to uh, turn the whole town to salt for. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I don't get. I don't understand the thing. So anybody that's trying to use the Bible... Um, <laughs> like, dude, you got you to gotta come up with a streamline like... Because, listen, if we're going on biblical rule, like, for, for marriages and stuff like that, we're all going to be real unhappy. I mean, all of us. Like, it's going to be it's gonna be bad. Um, yeah, but, people are going to be but getting... But, yeah, like... 
I was just going to say, um, on the topic of uh, transgendered people, if anyone's unaware, the government's trying to nail down a definition of um, what gender is, and they will strictly define it in such a way that erases transge transgendered people. They don't exist anymore, according to the government. And if they do yeah. that, it will then become legally acceptable to discriminate against uh, people who are transgendered wherever you want to. And just the problem, like, Everywhere you... except for, like, at farmlands, I think. If you... But in in schools, in business, everywhere yeah. else is okay. Because if you if you look at it like some people are born, I believe is it called infrasex, where they're born with both sex organs, um, like you know there there's a whole lot of like different like it's a much more complicated issue than like Mike Huckabee likes to joke about in his. I think by the way, I think Mike Huckabee wants to transition to a stand up comic. He just hasn't done it yet because he'll try to be like, "Oh, if a man wants to put on a dress, huh? Does that make him a woman?" And it's like, so so, ba so basically, if he can't trans jobs, he doesn't want anyone else to transgenders. Yeah, like so he's like, yeah. So what, if I just if I put on a spinning bow tie, that makes me a comedian. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your political views are what makes you a comedian, but not in the funny way. Not when we're laughing with you. Um, yeah, I don't know why the go. It's just to fire up the base. Like it's 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 ridiculous. Like, um, yeah, I mean, they're they're. It's not just that they're monsters, it's that they're particularly cruel, which is, I guess, what makes them monsters, yeah. come to think of it. But yeah, like, they can't just, it's, God, who was it that was saying that it's Trump's cruelty that he, that really defines him? So, you know, like, he can't just disagree with um, black football players, but if you're a black full football player, you have to be a son of a bitch, yeah. right? He always has because to rub in his, in his mind, in the wound. Someone brought up a good point once. They said in his mind, and the way he sees the world, there is no win-win. Someone has to win and someone has to lose. It's a very childish black-and-white way of looking at the world, uh, and it's very dangerous for a leader to see because... Like, we all win when we all do better, but he doesn't see it that way. He sees that, like, his team's got to win, and for his team to win, someone else has to lose. Uh, and that's that's his whole that's his whole tiny little world, you know what I mean? Um, if the media is talking about him... I You know, I would actually love to, if the media would just never say his name again. I want him to die the Egyptian true death, where, like, after his physical body has died, no one ever mentions his name again, and, like, he is just erased and wiped from, like, existence. Yeah, I think I said that even very early in our podcast, yeah. that uh, what would make me happiest is if we um, went with, was it uh, Roman emperors, or who was it that um, would just be completely erased from the timeline of uh, the country's history after they died, if they were a particularly unpopular ruler? Uh, they do everything they can to scrub them out. Uh, it was it Egypt or was it Rome? Uh, I mean, I'm sure various places have done it throughout their history. It just It depends on who's in power. I think both of them have done it before, where like they went through and destroyed all the statues and stuff of the other guy. Like it happens. But but yeah, like but yeah, just scrub out this part of American history. And what I suggested in the past was not only do we scrub him out, but then we like release a new series of cautionary tales, children's stories. Oh yeah, so I remember you talking lesson... about this. So that the lessons learned from Trump can still be passed on, but without actually having to I talk wish, about it. I wish we would just replace this era of American history I, with that Beatles song where they go, bloody, blah, da, 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 la, da, 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 life goes on. Next chapter. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wait, what happened between the 2016 election and 2020? Well, I'll tell you what happened. La, da, de, la, da, da, na, da, 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 life goes on. And you're like, all right. <laughs> I'm sitting down with my son someday, and he's like, Father, why is it that American history just jumps straight from uh, this Barack Obama fellow to President 45 Mike Pence two years later? Shut up and eat your squirrel, son. Yeah, shut up and eat your dirt. Uh, speaking of eating eating your dirt, uh, have we talked about the Yellowstone eruption before? I, I, I do simply do not recall to quote <laughs> Jeff Sessions. If you talk about volcanoes if you erupting... you talk about Yellowstone erupting... You will, you will be, be detained. detained. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so I saw an article. And I, I, I don't believe we did. I saw an article, and I can't find it. I want to find it again. But uh, apparently, so uh, Yellowstone, uh, the huge. You got to call it Pete Science Corner. Oh, sorry. Uh, welcome to Pete Science Corner. I'm Pete, and this is science. Wop it up, it up, up. Um, so, yeah, uh, Yellowstone National Park in the United States is known for its... By the way, um, so it's known for its geysers and everything, a lot of, like, volcanic activity. Uh, one of the geysers that hasn't gone off for, like, a hundred years started going off, and it shot out a geyser and then, like, a hundred years of human trash. 
like so apparently like for a hundred years people, people have just been throwing shit in yeah people like hey man what do you think would happen if i threw this fucking shoe in there um yeah it's all kind of like like uh archaeologists are like this is fascinating like it's a bunch of cool stuff but yeah uh so that geyser went off shot out a bunch of human garbage um which feels like the world giving us the middle finger and kind of warning us yeah yeah that's, so you're start, that's just awesome though like you're, straight yeah, up you're starting to see uh you're starting to see more volcanic activity and i saw an article i don't know how true it was about uh yellowstone's getting closer and closer to uh going off uh the volcano and if it does go off um i'm picturing another hundred years from now another guys are going off for the first time in a hundred years and just like all these red hats are raining out of it people are gonna, like what, what the, the hell's going on why is it raining MAGA hats what the fuck is what the fuck is america <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway as you were yeah <laughs> um so what happens if uh if yellowstone erupts in like a in a big eruption um which it's very likely to it's been a long time and like we we've seen relatively few uh super deadly volcanic eruptions in recorded human history yeah, yeah yellowstone's a super volcano that's why we have geysers there they're, they're yeah. being heated by the the magma beneath <laughs> fucking shooting out people's garbage which is just it's just great. Like <laughs> Jeffrey, did you re- did you do the recycling? And then a hundred years later, <laughs> it all comes out of the garbage. Um, yep. So Yellowstone is right at the tip. Uh, if you look at a map of the United States, it's right at the tip of Wyoming, or I'm sorry, it's the top corner of Wyoming, uh, bottom corner of Idaho. Uh, so if it goes, if it if it explodes and like in a in a big way, um, the kill zone runs all the way up into Canada, covers uh, everything from. Uh, I believe part of Louisiana, um, all the way up into, I think Michigan, all the way over to like, uh, big chunks of California. Most of Nevada, uh, New Mexico and Arizona are destroyed. A lot of Texas is gone. A bunch of the Midwest is destroyed. Uh, and that's just the people that will be killed like instantaneously when it goes off. I think in post I'll add like the sound of an ambulance cranking up in the background as you read that off. I don't so think you have to do that. It'll add danger. There's already an ambulance going off in my fucking I, ear. I, I know I was covering for that. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's real. Uh, it's real bad. Um, I believe they said like it says five hundred thousand people. Five hundred <laughs> is it five hundred thousand live in the kill zone? Yeah, it's uh, out in like the midwest but also kind of the northern uh, the northern northern midwest ish area oh, yeah well there's not um 500 million people in america so it would be um yeah probably five hundred thousand cities within 500 kilometers such as billings and casper montana are covered they'd be covered by tens of centimeters of ash midwestern cities yeah, like minneapolis and des moines uh, all the way to the east coast yeah. of America is going to have a few inches of ash, and it's just going to be feet and feet of ash as you go further out west. Um, this is these California's deposits, gone. These deposits disrupt building integrity, obstruct sewers, water lines, as well as interfere with electronic communications. That's the big thing. So, like, people aren't going to be able to get help because what we also forget, and when we saw, I think in 2012 or 13, a volcano went off in um, somewhere up in the Netherlands, I believe, and large parts of Europe, there was no plane travel because there was so much ash in the air. Planes couldn't fly because what happens is this ash is like tiny sharp little razor blades of like volcanic rock and it like if planes fly through these ash clouds it'll just destroy the engines and they'll crash the same way if you breathe them in they'll cut your lungs up and kill you yeah so uh if you're on the east coast you'll probably survive the uh explosion but uh stay indoors for a bit and try not to let any of the ash get inside because it'll kill you if you breathe it yeah it's it's real bad so everything everything will be covered in ash the plants will die here's the good bad news about if this volcano goes off um in the year 1815 it's one of my favorite things to study about because no one knows about it so 1815 and 1816 uh, was known as the year without a summer or the great die up. Uh, they called it that because they were they didn't have Twitter, uh, so no one was real clever and great die up stuck. So all the cattle and all the animals that relied on the feed died, and they just stacked up because we went from like winter to like bah I can't wait for this summer to like oh it's getting real cold again and then like to winter. So like we went winter winter winter, uh, but no chicken dinner. Uh, <laughs> And, That's uh, what I was just thinking. Yeah, it says snow fell in June in eastern North America, and crop failures led to the first famine, the worst famine of the 19th century. It caused, like, global cooling. And this was in 1815. 
Um, and you gotta think how tough people were in 1815, right? Yar. Like, I get mad if I haven't eaten in, like, four hours. I'm like, I haven't eaten a steak in four hours. I'm hangry. Like, <laughs> people in 1815 were like, yeah, yeah, ah, I, I hadn't eaten since midweight last week. Yeah, ah, I ain't eaten nothing. Nope, I've been drinking my own urine. <laughs> like, those people were tough. And, uh, yeah, a lot of them died. Like, because that's the thing we don't think about is, like, this this Yellowstone eruption goes right. off right in the middle of um our uh our heartland where we grow all our food. Been been drinking my own urine and I get my exercise in, burying my third son. You know what worries me is you know where you live, you're right in the middle of farmland down there in Georgia, but they mm-hmm. grow cash crops. Yeah. So like you're like, well, thank God I'm here <laughs> next to the farmland. It's like, well, I hope you enjoy eating tobacco and cotton. Yeah, I was about to say it's all cotton. Yeah, it's, so, all, it's, all, it's all cotton. So This fucking... is all government-subsidized crops, right? Like, this yeah. is stuff people are paid just to grow and then destroy. So um, Yeah, this will be... Yeah. I mean, so we won't be able to fly. Electronic communications will be knocked out. It's a, it's a fucking... It's a nightmare scenario. The only good thing about it is the good news I said, because I did say there was good news, it might uh, offset global climate change for a little while longer. Yay, we get to live. Well, we will die. Uh, but the it puts so much ash and stuff in the air that it actually causes yeah the the whole planet to cool. So that'll be nice. Um, but it'll be terrible for everybody else. So uh, if you live anywhere in those places that I mentioned, I don't know, man. Either move out or just start getting credit cards and spending. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, yeah, that's my science news. Because um, I, I so the worst case scenario is like so the stock market crashes, we go into another like Great Depression, and then the volcano erupts, and it's just like because uh, that's what happened with the original Great Depression was you had a stock market crash along with a major ecological disaster. Where in the Midwest? Hmm. Yeah, you had the Dust Bowl because uh, of stupid poor planning uh, of like the. Uh, you know, use of the soil and stuff like that. All the dirt blew away, and then like, we're like, well, I mean, ain't got the no stock market is in the Dow and all. That's really just the U.S. stock market, and America ceases to be once Yellowstone explodes. Yeah, so the stock market ceases to be. But that drags everyone. So we're else. all yeah, that drags. We're all every... equally rich because uh, all debt is wiped out, all uh, money is wiped out in America. Yeah, well, that drags everybody down. So the American stock market crashes. The American America's destroyed. That drags everyone down, man. Mm. Like the whole pl- yeah. the whole place the whole house of cards falls apart. Yeah, I mean Vladimir Putin would need a new puppet country. Yeah, um, I don't know what would happen. Jaw, with, this is bad. I don't know what would happen with China and Russia uh, with that, but I'd be less concerned with that and more concerned with like, oh man. Well, I'd be real happy because I'd be real thin, and I'd like that because I'm real fat right now. I shaved I shaved yesterday for a Halloween costume, and I don't like how fat my face is. It feels it, it feels like my cheeks are trying to eat my fucking chin. <laughs> like uh, I'm, that's too I'm bad. no seriously like my my cheeks and like my I guess I would call it my waddle my underneck. What it looks like is it looks like the fat on my face was like all right chin we've got you surrounded come out with your hands up. <laughs> we can call it your McConnell. Yeah, well, even McConnell's not fat. He's just real old and turtly. It looks fine on McConnell. I just, I, yeah, I, I, I look like Officer Rod Farva from Super Troopers. <laughs> Ramrod. Yeah, it's terrible. I regret shaving, and I have to go back to work at some point. They're going to see my fat face. On the bright side, have you seen uh, the new Super Troopers movie? No, I have Farva, not. Uh, Farva still looks exactly the same. Like, nobody from the cast is aged at all. I mean, I guess so, that's you know, yeah. I guess that's good. Yeah, so uh, you do have like another ten years of uh, youth to look forward to until you lose weight and then you'll uh, age like a um, I don't know, a melting turtle. Yeah, uh, well, that's what I'm looking forward to in the apocalypse. Is like we're all going to just be laying around, starving to death, you know, coughing up blood from the ash in our lungs, and I feel like we're going to look at each other and go, "Oh, you look so, you look so svelte, man. You're so thin. nuts. you're looking good." <laughs> <laughs> Looking uh, emasculate. Yeah. <laughs> looking uh, looking real good. Yeah, so that's my science corner. That's no, uh, it, or immaculate, I think, is the, the word I was looking for. I what? know. I was just going to let you go with it. <laughs> I was too busy coughing up ashes from my lungs, the death ashes that are coming. And if anyone's wondering, Yellowstone's probably not going to blow up, but there well, we are signs that it we, will. We don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. Like... Science, because I think scientists are afraid of being alarmist. Because you know, in every movie, you know, there's they that science. 
They always give an optimistic um, yeah. estimation. There's always that scientist that's dropping all his papers and going, I'm telling you, we got three days before the next superstorm hits. And they're like, you're crazy. And then it hits. Mm -hmm. They're worried about being that guy, and then the superstorm doesn't hit. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> you're eating your cookies again during our podcast, aren't you? <laughs> Maybe. Yep, it is Halloween. Pat got cookie pumpkin, pumpkin cookies. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're so good, apparently, uh, he's going to eat them live on the air. Yar, I thought that you were going to be talking about whatever that was longer. No. So I'd have, like, it, it would buy me time to uh, sneak in a snack. No, I've pretty much exhausted my whole The World's Gonna End today. I, I've exhausted all my notes. We're, um, I know that a lot more has happened this week. I just haven't noted it all down. Most of it is just um, me being pissed at um, Herpty Derpty. As you yeah. know, uh, Herpty Derpty promised a wall, but Herpty Derpty lied to them all, and all the deplorable screaming fake news did not realize they were all being used. You know, I talked to my students about a wall because we were having a political discussion in a, in a history class, and uh, I was like, look, I go, here's the whole thing about the wall. If you study history, eh, the walls don't stop people. There's always ways to go around them. It's just, it's, it's political theater. And I go, and I told him, I go, because here, this sounds really good, right? If you're coming up with a chant that you want to get people to cheer, and you're going, build that wall, build that wall, right? It's got a real good, like, uh, 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 sounds good, right? It's got a good thing. Right. But if you're chanting, like, we need reasonable immigration reform, we need, like, that doesn't have a, you know what I mean? Like, if you're chanting, like, most people come to the country legally and overstay their visas, like, it doesn't have the bum, 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 oh, yeah. bum. Yeah. I know that um, you haven't seen uh, our cartoon president, but there's actually an episode like that where the Democrats try to come up with their um, 2020 um, election chant, and it's like five paragraphs of, yeah. we need reasonable reform, and we also need to evaluate based on a number of qualifiers to yada, 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 and yeah. it just goes on and on and on. Then, it's yeah, it's wonderful. Problem. That was the failing of Obamacare, because Obama didn't, didn't like, they didn't, whoever oh, but, was in charge of selling but, it. But, I mean, build the wall is the exact same pattern to it as, yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. Right? All, yeah. all you need is, huh, done, done. Yeah. And it works. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, he ran a great campaign. I just mean, like, that, that kind of mojo was needed. Cause, hey, I can't blame him. I would not think that you would have to sell health care to people who live in human bodies and are going to get sick. If I was an alien and I just came down and inhabited a human body and I didn't know how it worked and someone was like, Hey, uh, would you like some uh, government health care? I think I'd be like, why would I want health care? Like, because I don't understand how a human body works, right? But we all know that, like, right. when you get old and you age, inevitably you're going to be sick. You're going to have a medical crisis. Like, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I yeah, guess one medical crisis will destroy a family with bills. And I guess we didn't think you had to sell that to people. Well, it's because the uh, the Democrats want to do what's best for the people and the Republicans just want to say no to Democrats. I so anything I disagree. Dems want to do, the GOP is the party of no. They just want to yeah. do the opposite. So I they have to sell people the opposite of everything the Dems want to do. I disagree with that about the Democrats for this reason. Okay. I think that they are able to stand on the right side of every issue right now because they are not being paid by the mega donors. Well, they're, it's starting to change. Their money's starting to roll in. They're not in power. They're completely shut out. So they can take stances, and it's good too because you're seeing like good people like uh, Alexia Cortez. You're seeing people like Beto O'Rourke in um, in Texas running, and they're running on their principles, which is great. I yeah. think that that goes away when you start having money waved under your nose, and someone's like, "Hey, uh, why, why don't you say you pass this sure. opioid bill that makes people have to buy these opioids?" And they're like, "All right, we'll do it." Sure, but I mean, I'm only talking about right now. In yeah. the future, we're definitely going to have to uh, hold the Dems accountable. And that's something else. Too. I know we're running out of time. But that's something else I'm, a... I'm really pissed about. Is so the opioid crisis is still happening, and the pharmaceutical yeah. companies are just pumping out opioids. And I don't know why the DEA is not like. If this was a TV show, it would have wrapped up when we realized the opioid crisis is because these pharmaceutical companies are flooding these places with opioids, and the FDA recently, by the way, just like. Uh, okayed another even more addictive opioid for pain. Um, yeah. So, so the show would end with like the so. D, the rogue DEA agent like kicking in the door and dragging these pharmaceutical CEOs like into the station. And they're like, I got him. We figured it out. And then justice would be served. But what really happens? We just ignore it. We, we know how disingenuous Trump is about doing anything about this because guess who's in charge of uh, solving the opioid crisis in America? It's uh, Sleepy, right? No, Kellyanne Conway. Oh, Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, sorry. I thought. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, that's that's the thing. She has done nothing. She's actually actively worked against people that tried to um, suggest bills and push bills out there to fix it. But uh, I had two things I was going to say. One of them slipped my mind, but the other one didn't because I was Googling it right here. Um, Just a a really funny moment I wanted to bring up. Speaking of uh, Democrats being on the right side of things right now and being real punchy right now, good people rising up. Okay. Is that at the uh, Florida debates between uh, gubernatorial candidates Andrew Gillum, Democrat, and Ron DeSantis, Republican? Yeah. Gillum said something that was just amazing. He was talking about all the people that supported DeSantis, such as um, neo Nazis and the Ku Klux Klan and all those other people. And at the end of this explanation of all these people that are raising so much money for him and are cheering his name, uh, Gillum says, now, look, just to be clear, I am not calling DeSantis racist, okay? What I am saying is that these other people who are racist certainly think that he's racist. And DeSantis had just this, you know, most thunderstruck look on his face. I'm not calling you racist. I'm just saying racists think that you're racist. Yeah, it's like when David Duke thanked President Trump. Yeah, David Duke is a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, and he loves Trump and says, has said on many occasions that Trump stands for everything I stand for. So whether you want to argue whether Trump's racist or not... It's and you're like, like, well, what did Trump say about this? When asked about it, Trump pretended like he had never heard of the Ku Klux Klan before, even though his grandfather was in the Ku Klux Klan, yeah. and there are photos of this. So, like, it's that dumb speech that your parents used to give, you know, our parents all gave us as kids when they go... You know, you got to be careful about the friends you keep. I was like, you don't know me. You don't know my friends. But it is true. You have to be careful about who supports you. Because if all your friends happen to be Zig Heiling and they're all Nazis and they're yelling, Jews will not replace us, maybe think about how those friends make you look. Yeah. Ah, man. What I was going to say had to do with Nazis also. The other thing. What was it? I know we were talking a lot about Nazis right before the podcast. Yeah, I was reading um... a great article. I believe it was by The Atlantic. Uh, um... About it was an interview with a guy from the '80s from England who uh, started an anti-fascist group, and it was very interesting. Um, they were basically going. He was telling about how they planned out like to beat up Nazis, and they planned it in such a way that it basically depowered the Nazis. Because on the news, all you would see is like these alt-right groups and these Nazi groups getting the crap kicked out of them. But they were they were doing it in such a targeted way that the cops never caught on. It achieved doing that um, other word I said earlier. It emasculated them. Right. And so they basically emasculated this Nazi movement and uh, destroyed it. Uh, and then once they had destroyed it down to about 200, the, the rallies were getting up to like 2,000 people. And the guy goes, we couldn't let Nazis march in our city unopposed, which I think is important. When it comes to violence, I'm a little bit more on the fence. Uh, but I like what he said. The, the, the stuff they did... We- yeah, we do not support the same uh, incendiary rhetoric that um, Trump preaches. We're just saying that this is something that happened in the past. Yeah, and what was and it, what was fast? And, it, and it's interesting because the opposite's happening today with the Proud Boys, which are modern age Nazis, just rebranded Nazis, are now starting to beat people up so that they can look, you know, strong and tough. Yeah. So what happens is when like, because the thing is, I don't feel like, and I hate that people call it Antifa. I think we just call them anti-fascists. I think that's what you call them. Right. I want them to be called anti-fascists because I want you to have to talk They're... bad about anti-fascists. Right. I mean, basically, uh, someone who's quote-unquote Antifa is just a young liberal, right? Yeah. They've rebranded young liberals as Antifa because one time that was a, a brand that yeah. they were drifting well, around. The problem, the problem with the anti-fascist movement in America, unlike that article I read about in England, was that there's not a targeted way to go about it there was a guy and it was so dumb he was um on camera he got fired from his job he was on camera yelling at a lady who was a trump supporter and it was so dumb because he's doing the exact same thing that the nazis do he's just like you stupid bitch and like calling her names and like she was like my my husband died in 9-11 he goes good he should have and it was just like like uh it served no point and it only gave a win to the other side because it's all about optics. You know what I mean? If you can take the Nazis dick away from them and make them look emasculated and stupid, then you've won. But there doesn't seem to be a plan with the anti-fascists. They just go out and get in these stupid street brawls. And because like the proud boys and other Nazi groups 
are organized, they tend to win the brawls, or at least look very good on camera, and it attracts more people to their group. And it also, unfortunately, gives more ammunition to uh, Fox News, right. who's able to then paint the left as being just as bad as the because right Because you're, you're allowing is. them... You're allowing so them... They, they draw a sharp, you know, false equivalency, yeah. but they're able to draw any kind of equivalency, which is enough for some people. Like, oh my god, I saw just this stupidest tweet retweeted by someone that I tragically follow, which was, um, so what we're saying about the, the, the innocent left not inciting violence again, and it's a magazine of Rolling Stone featuring, like, a young musician who had the nickname The Bomber, right? Yeah. And they're like, see, this is just as bad as the Trump supporter that went out bombing people. It's like, what? I mean... <laughs> I th- Rolling Stone's a historically peaceful magazine because it's about rock and roll, which is all about love and peace. And this the fucking... It's a musician's nickname, and you're saying it's just as bad as an actual serial yeah, bomber? Yeah, it's the same way as they... I don't know if you saw this. Uh, the new Halloween movie came out, and, like, uh, you know... Um, they're using, like, they're, they got... Uh, what's her name? Uh, the lady from the Halloween movies. Um, she, you know, I, the, I don't know her name. Uh, I can't remember her name. The actress. Uh, in the movie... Uh, her character, who has been stalked by Michael Myers for, like, eight movies, has, like, guns and she's ready for him. And the actress is, you know, like, you know, for, like, legislative gun control and stuff. And they go, huh, how oh, hypocritical yeah. that she's using a gun in a movie. But she's a... It's like, Fox News forgot that movies aren't it's, real. Also, yeah, absolutely. Right. I think you should exercise your Second Amendment right if Michael Myers is in your fucking house. Yeah, I mean, people aren't trying... No one who's in power has suggested taking guns away. They just like to... People in the NRA just like to pretend that that's the case. And also, the, another thing, though, about the uh, the Bomber magazine or the Rolling Stones magazine is that nobody that works for that magazine is the most powerful person on Earth yeah. like uh, Trump is, right? Trump is the golden god to his followers, and he is also at the same time the most powerful person on Earth. So his words carry so much yeah. weight to them. Well, you cannot draw a parallel between anything he says and anything a fucking magazine writes in it, well, the, which the magazine didn't even write anything bad in it. The, it's the, insane the whole point that is, these people you, think that it's similar. If you're going to try to use like street brawls, you know what I mean? Because like, Nazis should not go unopposed. You know what I mean? Like There should be strong opposition to show that this is not a country right. of Nazis, and we don't support them because the same thing happened in Nazi Germany. They were a small but very violent group of people that managed to seize power. They weren't the majority. They actually lost a couple of their first attempts to take over the government, but they didn't have enough opposition, and that was the problem. When people saw this group, uh, they st- like more followers started glomming on. So that's why my whole point is, uh, if you're going to go out and oppose Nazis in such a way that you get in a street brawl with them, you need to make sure that your optics are planned and that you are, A, not losing the fight, the physical fight, but B, that it is in such a way that you're not allowing them to both, A, win the fight and play the victim, because that's what they do. Right. Exactly. So they can win while also playing the victim card. The uh, yeah. The, the most privileged people on Earth get to uh, be all like, eh, poor us. Anyway. Yep. So, yeah, that's the whole thing. Just plan, plan it out, man. Also, it's, it's an exhausting week. But, yeah, the, the TLDR of this week that um, we never even said in plain language was that a, um, a serial bomber committed the uh, most widespread assassination attempt in American history. All 242 years of American history, this is the biggest assassination attempt. You know, I take it attempt. back. You know, I talked about, like, ex-presidents and stuff don't open their own mail. You know who I bet opens his own mail? Uh, Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I bet I bet he's looking in his mailbox right now and there's just nothing. And he's like, oh, I was a president for a while. Why isn't anybody sending me packages? <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. Please uh, don't bomb Jimmy Carter. He's a national treasure. <laughs> he's a hu- wonderful human being. Jimmy Carter should also live forever. I've actually been by his house a few times. If you bomb so, Jimmy Carter, I'm coming for you. I, I didn't go by to bomb him. I just went no, by not to you personally. the house. I'm speaking to our metaphorical audience, not... <laughs> Not, not you. I know you're not going to bomb Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Although I guess when the FBI plays back the tape and we're talking about blowing up Jimmy Carter, they're going to play the part where I talk about that and you go, well, I've been by his house. <laughs> They'll just take it out of context and see, and be all like, see, the violent left here. It's like, oh, God damn it. Uh, we're going to be, I can't wait to our trial. But, uh, but, all right, um, guys. The, go ahead. And the the van that um, the, the MAGA bomber was found in, of course, had stickers of... Um, uh, Obama and Hillary and Michael Moore was on it also. His face was f- prominently featured. It's just stickers of all these people with 
bullseyes over their faces. And then there's also like heroic propaganda pictures of Trump on a tank and Trump saying, I approve this message and Trump pence, whatever. I'm going to go ahead and yeah, say it's a, it's a major, major magnet. If you're a cop, major Trump propaganda, if you're a police officer, you're an officer of the law, or if you're just an auxiliary police officer, if you're a, a deputy's deputy, whatever, if you can, if you have a little, like little blue light that you put on the top of your car, if you see somebody with more than three political stickers on the back of their car, maybe pull them over. Maybe just run a check and go, hey, man, you okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, this guy's uh, a nut. Like, there's all kinds of videos of him attending Trump rallies and all this other stuff. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to talk about is how the um, the right has been trying to paint this as a false flag operation all week and trying to say, no, it's actually the Democrats um, sending bombs to themselves, and that's why the bombs didn't go off. And it's like, no, they didn't go off because this guy's stupid. Yeah. But, I mean, like... Best case scenario, he does know how to make a working bomb, but bombs, his bombs only worked in very controlled environments, whereas putting them in the a mail package and sending them out where they're exposed to all kinds of different temperatures before they uh, arrive, that uh, that probably like broke the detonator or whatever. Bombs, plus, are, bombs bom are really hard the, to make. Yeah, right. That's the reason why um, whenever people counter you know, gun arguments with, well, they could just make a bomb. It's like, can they, though? Because you've got to know what you're doing with bombs. Case in point, the MAGA bomber. Well, so I used to always bring up the underwear bomber. He didn't know what he was doing, so he set his own crotch on fire. <laughs> didn't kill anyone else, though. The MAGA bomber uh, juxtaposed against the guy that went and shot up a synagogue day and killed 12 people. If yeah, had... because you can just buy a gun and it works, and no one can, like, flag you if you're buying a gun. But if you're buying bomb parts, you might be flagged, yeah. and then people might be able to stop you before you succeed. Exactly. If uh, if we had more gun laws in place, then maybe people could look at why you want a gun and um, who all is buying guns and keep track of that shit so that maybe we can stop shootings like this. I think what we should do with guns, and I know we've had a lot of gun control debates and stuff, and we've had a lot of suggestions, is I think before you buy a gun, you should have to write a five-paragraph essay um, uh, uh, I like that. You should have to write a five-paragraph essay explaining why you want a gun, uh, and you should have to write it in the store so we know that you wrote it, and then we should send that off to Quantico, and they can, you know, we have a profiler read it, and then read your essay and go, I think you should have a gun, or nope, I don't think you should have a gun. I think it's fair. You know what? Make essay writing great again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've discussed in past episodes gun insurance, and we'll probably bring it up again in a future episode, but... For now, I guess that's uh, that's all the time we have for this week. That's the muck that's been raked this week, and please don't hurt Jimmy Carter. He's he's amazing. He's a wonderful guy. He still builds houses for poor people. And with uh, all that time you're going to save yourself by not hurting Jimmy Carter, maybe uh, go to our uh, SoundCloud page and uh, give us a give us a follow, give us a like. Yeah, please. Be, we're desperate. Fun. We're desperate for uh, we're desperate for likes uh, on Twitter on. Um, all those other Follow places. Follow us on Twitter at those muckrakers. All those other places where uh, podcasts can be found. Give us a like. Give us a rating. Uh, help us get the word out that these guys talk about news, but they do it in a way that we like, and it's funny. <laughs>